Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Print Design Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins. Thanks for stopping by and getting ready to check out some awesome print stuff. How about that? It's a pretty solid intro. Today on the show, I have a fantastic guest, and we met in kind of a cool way through another guest on the show. It's just it's serendipitous, I would say. Before I tell you who that is, if you want to learn how to create some of these incredible print projects that we talk about on this show, from packaging to awesome books and annual reports to the journal that we're going to get into today, you got to head over to printdesignacademy.com where we are teaching you how to become an expert at print design. We've got free stuff on there on our YouTube. We've got links to all that stuff. We've got some courses on there if you're really ready, ready to like level, level up there. Go check it out, printdesignacademy.com. Now, today on the show, my guest is Paul Haggerty out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I connected with Paul after my interview with Lindsay a couple of shows ago, um, who owns Resolve Studio, uh, a Rezo printing studio. And the project, that, one of the projects, I should say, that we talked about with Lindsay on that episode um, was the book we're diving into here, the Smokers Section Journal that Paul was the graphic designer um, and illustrator for. So it was just an awesome thing. As soon as I learned about the project and learned about who the creative behind it was from Lindsay at Resolve, I reached out to Paul through Instagram and got the man on the show. Got him on the show here. And we talk about the story behind this project, the Smokers Section Journal. Um, talk about Rezo printing a little bit. We talk about packaging and merch designs. We talk about album artwork and a whole bunch of other stuff. Had an awesome time chatting with Paul. I know you're going to really enjoy this episode, much like I did recording it and making it for you. Paul's a genuine dude. And I love what he shares with us. So let's get into it. I'm going to stop talking now. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul Haggerty. Hit that intro. Welcome to the Print Design Podcast, the show where we talk about all things print and packaging. We go behind the scenes with designers and talk about the print projects they designed that really rocked their world. From file prep to holding the finished product in their hand and all the key decisions in between. So let's talk ink on paper. Paul, welcome to the Print Design Podcast. How are you today? Good. How are you? Doing great, man. The sun is shining on my side, and uh, you got that East Coast sunshine, so we're both living it up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Happy days. Well, let's kick this off with um, passing it over to you and just having you introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you got cooking? So my name's Paul Haggerty. I'm a graphic designer from Pittsburgh, PA. Um, I've been doing design work for about 10 plus years. Uh, I've, I've worked in um, strictly like package design. Um, I've worked in, with like merch design. I did, I had a long um, uh, stay with Dick's Sporting Goods. I did uh, apparel design there uh, and print design. So like um, prints and patterns for apparel. So, um, I've done like a little bit of everything and, um, and personally, I really love 
branding and and uh like merch design and that whole like like the holistic feel for for somebody so yeah for sure and how long so are you out like freelancing kicking it on your own now no i so my my day job i work for gabe's so they're a department store i do all the graphic tees for them and i help the marketing team um it's you you know it's like your your day-to-day graphics like Mm-hmm. fun stuff that everybody likes so i i try to i try to uh freelance also to find some of the more like unique design yeah. stuff that more fits my aesthetic because you know not everybody likes likes the vintage you know weird things and it gives me a chance to kind of play <laughs> with the play with the like weirder ideas or you know let people people you know, they just want to see what I, I have in mind. So, yeah. um, so that's really fun to do. Yeah. With that, once you're under that sort of a, an umbrella of a, of a brand or a department store or whatever it is, you know, you've got some guidelines to, to adhere to, which is, I mean, it makes sense. Obviously it's natural, but when you get out into that freelance world, that's where you can really seek and find those like flexible, quirky projects that really sort mm-hmm. of light you up a bit. Right. Right. Yeah, Totally. Awesome. Well, I want to kick this one back in time here a little bit, Paul, and ask you what your earliest memory of print or packaging is, something from your childhood, your teens. Okay, so I found some cool stuff. Um, So the earliest things that I can remember, my dad was in a metal band in the 80s. And and so uh, I found a couple of his flyers and I framed them and put them in my office. So I didn't even realize this till like a few years ago that I kind of was always around design in some way. And my dad, um, he drew the original logo and, and, uh, and he'd make like the posters and stuff. So, so here's like, here's one of the, the, uh, (laughs) flyers for sanction. That's so cool. Destination overdrive was the first album, (laughs) but, uh, there's, there's dad right there. You know, lead singer, guitar player. So I had I had some cool things to look up to as a kid, and and yeah. uh, and my mom, she helped uh, with the merch, and she'd make like the stage clothes because you yeah. know they had like all the like leather and like fringe the metal costumes, and, yeah, and all yeah, that. yeah, 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 right. So um, so yeah, I think just being around that, like. Uh, you know, and, and just music in general, like mm-hmm. album covers and album art, like that, those things always stuck out to me. And I didn't realize till I was older, like somebody has to make that. Like, that's like a, yeah. you know, that's part of this world too, which is also super cool. And I've been able to do uh, that a lot lately, the last few years. So that's been super cool too. That's fun. Yeah. I, re- I didn't really like notice that kind of stuff as a kid. Like uh-huh. I never really identified it as art. I always enjoyed it and like spent time looking at it and like flipping through the little book that comes in there, right. um, and the CD jacket, that kind of stuff. But then almost more lately, I've been looking at um, like record, like vinyl covers, vinyl sleeves. Yeah, oh yeah. And just the diversity of how did like the old style ones look and then the new ones like Tyler, the creator and all of these new um not groups, but like new artists, like what, what did their stuff look like? 
Um, right. It's just such a massive variety that you, you got to look at it all and appreciate it all for what it is. Right. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's so fun. And, and like, it's been fun to like go back to some like albums that I've, you know, that I remember like sticking out to me and finding out like who did it and like Mm -hmm. going, like diving into their like archives and like their whole like collection of artwork. And it's just so much inspiration. Yeah, exactly. Just a constant source of, um, you know, inspiration and a resource of ideas and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about, um, what about recently, Paul, have you had any recent interactions with printer packaging that you really enjoyed or were you, were you really surprised by? Yeah. So, um, so the album, so I got to do some album art for an artist named Brooke Annabelle. And that was super cool because she, she was, making a vinyl so so to be able to design like an actual vinyl like record instead of you know a lot most of most of the time people want like a digital looking version or sometimes mm-hmm. they want it to feel like it's an old record but so i got to design like the actual album art for the for the record and then and i got to also pick the the vinyl colors too and that was super fun because there's like there's so many options and it was just like another level on top of the artwork to find like the Mm -hmm. vinyl color to match like the feel of the album art. And it was just like the whole thing, like all the little details is, it was so much fun to do that. That's a cool thing. So when you're picking like the vinyl colors, do they have like a vinyl color swatch book or something that they like send you out? Like here's your options or how does that work? Yeah, so she sent me um, again. Like it, I, it was something I had never even thought of. Like, oh man, like the like there's a com- like company that has, uh, co- you know, they have like a library of vinyl colors. So yeah. it was. Uh, she sent me a book, and it was just visually like the the uh, the names and like you know a picture of what each one looked like. So mm-hmm. we uh, we picked three colors because the the album art's kind of like a rainbowy looking thing so there's a there's like a gold like like a translucent gold metallic and there's a blue and then there's a maroon one so and it's kind of like all three are in there so it depends on which one you which record you buy depend you know you'll get you'll get one of the colors but it looked it it turned out super cool so that was that was super fun i haven't gotten my copy yet but it's it's on it's coming (laughs) <laughs> that's cool and then the photos will hit instagram and then it'll get out there right yeah oh yeah 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 that's cool i somehow randomly got a couple of videos like on instagram or facebook or something of uh like vinyl manufacturing and how mm-hmm. they were taking all these you know different colors not just black and actually putting together these vinyls and it was just fascinating how it all came together yeah yeah it's super cool there's there's so much so much to it and when you're designing the actual sort of sleeve for it, um, mm-hmm. is there specific printers that you, you need to work with for that kind of stuff? Did, did they send you a die line to sort of lay out artwork and stuff too? Or how did that work? Yeah. So, so for that, they had, they had the, um, it was nice because, you know, depending on the client, they either have it all figured out or they're just, mm-hmm. or they need help figuring it out, which I'm fine with either, but this project, they had it all 
they had the printer all lined up and everything. So they sent me like the templates with like the die lines and that made it like way easier instead of just winging it and trying (laughs) to figure out if it's going to work. And, or, you know, a lot of times like I'll ask, I'll ask for a proof or something. And, and most of the time it's like, well, we'll give you a digital one and, but that's it. So you have kind of just have to hope you like lined everything up right. And (laughs) there isn't going to be anything weird in the final product. I was really worried about the, the proof looked like, like the proof looked a little off color wise. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, I really hope, hope it, uh, hope it worked. And it it did like the colors printed like perfectly. So it, it wound up working really well. That's what's so interesting about the, like the print industry right now is it's kind of transitioning more digital in its Mm -hmm. proofing and workflow and things like that. But it's such a, like tactile craftsmanship right. industry. Mm-hmm. Right? So you kind of have these two opposing beliefs, like, so to say, and things when, it, like you're saying, when it comes to proofing, like holding physical proofs, especially with packaging or anything that has a die line and folds or, or anything like that, mm-hmm. like that's really important to just make sure your right. panels are lining up and everything's like coming together how you want it to come together. So switching right. to a strictly digital world of that, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, right? Uh-huh. Like, I have seen some packaging printers who use like 3d renderings so you can actually have this PDF of your box that you can like circle around. You can like move it and look at it all angles and underneath and it all opens and you know, you can go through the functions with it. And uh-huh. I guess that's sort of your closest next step. Right. Unless, unless they really get like, I don't know, unless like the whole VR world like figures out a way to have it look like as real in person as possible yeah. because screen, like even like screen calibration and stuff, like you don't know what somebody's seeing. So, nah. uh, you know, a color for me might be totally different color for you depending on yeah. what our screens are like. So I, I dealt with a lot of that at, um, at Gabe's be- or at Dick's because um, we used we used all uh, overseas printers. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and our, you know, we would release like clothing collections. So the ink on the t-shirt had to match like the stitching on the jacket. And it was mm-hmm. very like, they they were like very, very specific on like the, the shades had to be exact because if it's sitting yeah. on the floor and something's a little off, it just kind of, I don't know, it just doesn't look clean and professional. So, yeah. um, so there was a, a lot of, I learned a lot there on what to trust and not to trust with a printer, you know, like in the beginning, I'd be like, well, it just, it, you know, it, it should look like this. And, and until I realized like, no, you have to be so you have to like, you have to be so super clear about yeah. everything. You can't yeah. leave anything up to like chance. You have to be like very specific. Yeah. You have to be super sure because just mm-hmm. judging by, PDFs, you know, how many people, you know, designers are, are proofing on their iPhones while they're, you know, out, yeah. about, right? Or looking on their iPad and it's going to be different than the monitor that they got in their office. Like, uh-huh. so, you know, knowing that stuff and is uh, just knowing that what you're looking at is not going to be totally color accurate. It's like the biggest, most important first step. Right. Totally. Awesome. Well, that's a cool one. I, sorry, I wanted to dive into that a little bit because I do yeah. really appreciate that vinyl printing and that vinyl sleeve. And uh-huh. I, I want to create 
one of those one day for some mm-hmm. reason. And I just yeah. don't know. Maybe I'll <laughs> compile like a best of podcast interviews or something and throw it on vinyl. Or, I don't know what I'll do, but yeah, something, yeah, like something. Cool. Yeah. Or like so, you, you could collaborate with a local musician and you know, like you'll, you like tell them like you'll design the art if they put some music together or I don't know, you know, people are always down to collaborate. So yeah, you never something know. Like that. I know, I know an opportunity to do that will come my way. will cross my path at some point. Um, mm-hmm. I've just got to, just got to keep my eye out for it. Yeah, totally. So I want to ask, you know, Paul, what is the first print project that you ever designed that you were a part of, of creating and bringing to life? So, um, so I worked my very first job. I, I was like the print shop designer manager for this, uh, club in, in Pittsburgh called the Duquesne club. And it's been around for like a hundred or so years. And it's, it's like where all the, it's where like all the CEOs meet and they can have like special lunches or like if celebrities are visiting, they'll come there. It's like a, it's like a, you know, you have to pay all this money. Yeah. Club. Yeah. 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 So I worked with the, um, I worked with the restaurant. There was like three different restaurants in there. And Mm -hmm. when I got there, I got to redesign all of the menus for the different, um, restaurants in there. So that was, that was super cool. And, um, and they, they would have this annual, uh, it was this like really special dinner that was like super expensive and, and they wanted a, they wanted a, a special menu for it. So I got to design this like die cut, like mountain. Cause it was all like based on these, like, uh, like Swiss Alp cuisine or something like that. So, so I had okay. it look like this, like die cut mountain thing. And it was like a trifold menu. And that was, that was like the, that was like the first like unique creative kind of print, project that i was involved in that that turned out pretty cool so that's yeah, that cool fun. so were you thinking yeah. like you know tom cruise is gonna be holding my menu <laughs> yeah. Like, was that, like, or, or whoever, whoever. yeah yeah well so like while i was there the uh jack nicholson had come through and yeah. gene simmons was there i never got to see these people i like i i heard about it but but like those are the kind of people that would like stop by and and I don't I don't know if you remember the movie um, Mothman Prophecies with Richard Gere it was it, it's like a, kind of like a thriller that was okay, I don't think I've ever seen it but I know what you're talking about yeah um, they filmed some of it in there so it, there's like there's some like some clips of it out there but it was yeah. like it was cool it was super old school it looked like the inside of it looked like the Titanic like it was so yeah. like ornate and like freaking like so old like you know it was super cool yeah it's like rich it feels like it's got uh-huh. this, this history and this uh, mm-hmm. you know, legacy behind it right when right it's, when it's yeah. designed and built like that mm-hmm. yeah if you yeah. walked in it was all like tile and hardwood floors and just like <laughs> brand new <laughs> and clean you're like oh it's nice but it yeah. doesn't have, doesn't have character right yeah totally that's cool um, have you ever been a part of a print project that went sideways or went off the rails for whatever reason? Um, it sounded like the first job, the menus turned out great, but mm-hmm. have you maintained that perfect streak? Do you have a project you could share with <laughs> oh, us? <laughs> yeah, there's been, there's been a ton of crazy stuff that's happened, but, um, most recently, so I did, I did this branding for this local, uh, um, clothing store store called highway robbery. 
and I was trying to get these. I really wanted, so I have these like, I found these old prints. Here, I'll grab, I'll grab this real quick. Mm-hmm. I found these, I found these prints at this. There was actually this print shop in in Pittsburgh that closed, and it was just like, there was an ad where they said you can come, just take whatever you want. And I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to go down there and like find all kinds of weird stuff. So there was all this, like <laughs> all these old posters on the walls and old like stickers and business cards and like all this stuff from like the sixties, like to the eighties, like all the stuff that I love, like that era of stuff. So, um, this is like one of the things I found there and I love to like, I don't, I don't even know like what it, what it was for some like little comic or something, but I loved the look of this, like, like cardboard like craft paper with this like Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's like translating but it's like the in person it's like this neon orange on top of it and um and it just i don't know it has this like cool quality with like like the two mixing and i wanted to try to recreate that for these business cards like have it be this like craft paper with this like neon like this matte neon like paint on top and Mm -hmm. like i was trying to figure out how to do it and I worked with, with a place that they were like, yeah, you know, like we, like, I, I get it. I'm like, you really like, I hope you understand like, like, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. And, you know, but, uh, it just didn't, I don't know. It didn't turn out like it was like really like watered down or yeah. I think they, they like, I think they thought they knew what, what I meant, but I don't know. I maybe I should have like sent them that or something, but I it just it looked like I don't know just like a looked like a watered down ink on the craft, and it kind of mm-hmm. you know it lost like like what I was hoping. I wanted it to be like that punchy like neon paint mm-hmm. on the on that like dirty color, but um you know it's just it happens sometimes, and then you have to figure out how to do it better next time. But yeah, yeah that one I, I was. I was bummed, but you know, it ha- it, ha- it happens. It's part of so it. You, so you didn't really know that it was off like that. Not quite. You were looking for until you like received them. And right. You yeah. Up. So tell me, tell me just about that moment <laughs> where you get the box, you're like jacked, you're excited. You're also like maybe a little bit nervous. Like what's uh, it right. like? Yeah. So, so walk me through that. Well, so I, so they got sent to the store and the, the, um, the owner that I was working for. And she was like, I got the, the cards and they kind of look off. I was like, Oh no. Like, like, it's like, you know, like you're saying, it's like, like Christmas and you like get like old socks instead of like the <laughs> Sega you want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I totally like, know what you mean. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, like I get, I mean, it's like, it'll work, but it's not really, or like a, like like a meal that you are ex- like excited for and you get it and mm-hmm. you're like this is not what i thought it was gonna be like i'll eat it but you know <laughs> like i wish i would have got what you got <laughs> you know what i mean i'll, I'll eat it but <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i'm gonna, hungry but I... yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna turn it away but i mean yeah. it's not quite what i was expecting <laughs> yeah 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 so you know wow so did you end up doing a reprint on that thing or did he just sort of live with it or no, they they didn't they didn't order like too many. Um, they were kind of like promotional, so they they got to like use them for that. But um, but it's the thing too. Like sometimes ideas like that, like that's that's like the the one thing I've I've learned. Like I have to reel in sometimes. I'll have these like ideas, but a lot of times like 
the cooler the idea, the more expensive it is. And most people mm-hmm. don't want expensive. They want the cheap. So it's like finding yeah. the balance of what can I do that's cool enough that because I, I know that I know this is possible. I looked it up and found some places that do it, but mm-hmm. it's pricier and it's probably like double what they want to pay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's the kind of thing that is always like I have to like remind myself like most people don't have an unlimited budget to be like yeah do whatever like have it be the coolest weirdest thing you've ever thought of you know (laughs) it's like you got to make it like practical still you know that's the thing about that like learning curve into print right you know when you've got you know a digital print budget but you're expecting this offset print with spot gloss and like you know this fancier stuff you know there's there's a reality to it of of what you're trying to what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's always the, uh, yeah, you gotta like, ba- you gotta balance it. Most, most of the times, most people don't, don't give you free reign. So yeah. it's something I have to remind myself of early on because it's like yeah. people get excited and then like, Oh, I can't do that. It's too much. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's the thing, you know, when, when people get their hands on really cool samples, and like really cool paper and stuff that, you know, maybe a paper manufacturer put a lot of work and time and effort and money into, you know, they hold it like, Oh, I'd love to create something like this for my brand. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what this happened in, cause I work in the print industry. This happened when like recycled paper and hundred percent post-consumer was like, a, a like massive movement. Like everything mm-hmm. had to be on a hundred percent post-consumer paper. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, no problem. I'll price you out that option, but also using, you know, the house paper or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And when, as soon as they see the numbers where it's like, ah, you know, we <laughs> can still recycle it if it's on that one. Right. Like, like yeah, it's, all it's right. just immediate. <laughs> it's a, yeah. like budgets really do, um, uh, run into values a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's right. this constant wall you have to ride. Yeah. My, I'm always like, my mind is always like thinking of the impact. Like, even mm-hmm. though it is expensive, I know that like, if you, if they are able to go that route, it's going to be super impactful and people are going to yeah. be like, they're, they're definitely not going to forget it even, yeah. you know? So that's like, that's more what I, my thing is, is like, if, if you can, if you can like spend a little extra, it's going to be like that much more impactful and people are going to be like, Oh my God, like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? And that's like, you want people to remember stuff, especially with a business business card or something memorable, you know, even direct mail, man, the one, the one that I'll just share this with you here. When I think they still are running it, but McDonald's came out with this promotion for like the grand Big Mac, right? Like it was Uh bigger than the Big Mac. And (laughs) I got this like in the mail, this lame postcard that just had a picture of like a Big Mac on it. How do you know that that's bigger than the other Big Mac? It's just a big picture of a burger. It's like the grand Big Mac, come in and get it. I'm like, this is, there's no impact to this. Uh, So I thought, you know what? Wouldn't it be amazing though, if McDonald's had printed literally this like 19 by 25 inch hamburger and like die cut it into a hamburger shape and then folded it up really small. So it was this little thing Uh and you get that in the mail and then you're like, what is this? And you're opening it up and you open up this giant hamburger poster. It's like the big Mac is now bigger or something like that. Like that would have cost way more a hundred percent. Right. 
Right. But that would have been so much more impactful. That would have got like the Instagram and social media stuff that would totally. the PR stuff online that goes with it, right? There's right. all of that stuff that isn't immediately tangible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It it's value. like the right and and it's like you're going to make it back because people are you know, how many more people are going to like you said like talk about it, share yeah. it, like you're going to want to go and see and probably get it to, to yeah. see like how, how big, big it actually is. is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's this question about it. Like it's this big in paper. How big is this thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's just one idea. The other one oh, yeah. real quick. And I've said this a few times is with all the scented coatings that are available out there. Uh-huh. If a company like, let's just pick Wendy's for example. Do you have uh-huh. Wendy's out there in yeah. Mexico? Okay. Uh-huh. So Wendy's has their like Baconator. Like that's uh-huh. their thing. Right. If you did a direct mail that just had like coupons for a Baconator, but you did a bacon scented varnish on that thing. So anybody who opens <laughs> the mailbox just gets this waft of bacon musk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm great for the people who would love it. Probably yeah. not a good hit for like the vegan crowd. Right. But right. either way, you're going to get some PR on that totally (laughs) yeah i remember i remember um i forget who i forget who did it but it was like there was a there was like that big that trend of like the spicy like crunchy chicken sandwiches that like everyone was was coming out with for a while and uh I, i forget the company but they were they advertised this like it was a like sour gummy cut like covered bun on the like it was like the it seemed like the grossest like combination and i couldn't figure out if it was real or not but it was like sour it was like sour airheads like candies on the bun with like the the spicy chicken thing and it was like all these like they had make they they made like all these little like short videos of people eating and saying it's like such a good combo because it's like sweet and savory and, and i was like this is insane like nobody would like nobody would like actually eat this thing and it, it turned out like i think it was just like they did it just to like get people talking about the the brand but i still remember it because it was so yeah. nuts like like who the heck would eat that thing you know yeah a candy covered spicy chicken sandwich <laughs> yeah man that's like that is like social media in a nutshell like i've seen a couple of things on social media and i'm like you know i'm kind of curious like is mm-hmm. that a, is that a good thing so that's your example mm-hmm. recently i saw i don't know if you've seen this one where people are like making healthy coke where they're taking like oh balsamic yeah vinegar and adding yes. sparkling water to it yeah yeah i watched like i saw it at first i'm like nah no way mm-hmm. And I watched a bunch of other videos all reviewing it of people like, I can't believe it. It totally tastes like it. Right. Everyone says it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I have to try it. I'm not going to film it, but yeah, I'm going right. to try it. So I get uh-huh. the balsamic vinegar out and I'm filling up my glass with ice. And my wife comes down the stairs and she sees me with the balsamic vinegar and a cup of ice and a can of sparkling water beside it. She's like, you're not actually going to try that, are you? I'm like, you know about Gotta this too? And she's <laughs> yeah. like, it's don't do it. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And I just felt, so, I felt so dumb following this online thing. I just didn't do it, but I'm yeah. still curious to this day. Yeah. I'm Yeah. I'm curious. Thankfully I saw a few where people were like genuine and said it was awful. Mm. So it's like, there's, there's no way, there's no way 
vinegar in sparkling water is going to taste like sweet Coke. Like it's just not possible. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what that was all about, but that's the thing. I don't, I don't think it can, but then also you think like, okay, like certain things will taste good to me, but not going to taste good to you. So right. that's got to be the case about all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, am I one yeah. of the people who really likes balsamic vinegar and sparkling water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's my new favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm all over the balsamic vinegar train. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Paul, I want to get into the deep dive um, on the project mm-hmm. that we're here to talk about. And yeah. it's kind of fun how I got introduced to this. Um, I was chatting with Lindsay just a couple of weeks ago from Resolve Press, who looked after the print of this thing in uh-huh. Rezo for you guys. And um, she was talking about you and the other other creatives that were part of the project and how it came to life a little bit and just more like the print side. So mm-hmm. then I connected with you on this thing through Instagram, I think it was. Yeah. And you had mentioned, when you posted about this, you had mentioned in your caption, and I made a note of this, that it was two years in the making, and mm-hmm. the process and creation of the project really was something that stretched your sort of creative uh, boundaries. And that, but both of those statements really piqued my interest to say that there's a bit of a story here. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm I'm going to just kick it over to you and like, let's get into this project right from the beginning of like, when was it brought to your attention and <clears throat> what was the, the brief and, and how did we get to finished product? Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so Adria is, is the girl that reached out to me on Instagram. Her name's uh, blooming bud. And she, she found me through Instagram and it was, you know, normally people are like, come at me with like, I really like your style. I think it would fit like the, you know, aesthetic that I'm going for, which is cool because <clears throat> that's, that's like the beauty of what Instagram has done is like, I'm, I'm making things that are based on what I like instead of, yeah. you know, like we were talking about in the beginning. So she met with me and she was like, I'm looking for a medical marijuana journal and activity book that, that I haven't really seen out there. And, and early on, um, you know, we did like the, the normal, like research, like what, like what is available and, you know, there's, there's like a couple brands that, that did it. And it's very like, you know, it's very clinical feeling, like just like mm-hmm. cold and like you write down, you know, you write it down and that's it. And it's just kind of like black and white. And then you also have like your head shop, like Rasta, goofy, googly eye version that every, you <laughs> yeah. know, everybody that's kind of been like around pot forever. leaf has got a smile yeah. and eyeballs. Yeah. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, I'm like so high. Like, you know, like the goofy, <laughs> like the stuff, like the cheese, like the cheesy version, like the costume version that's been around yeah. forever. And it was, it was a really cool opportunity to make something that was like artistic and well-designed and, mm-hmm. and to show like, this like you know because that's kind of like trending with with this industry is it doesn't have to be like this like stupid stoner thing it can be like it can look nice and you can have it out and and it doesn't you know it doesn't have to look like something that's like goofy you can have this like nice book out so so we started out with um you know just taking all the notes, like what she wanted in it. And, you know, the basic idea was the front half of the book was going to be journal pages. Mm-hmm. And then the back half was going to be activities that you could do, you know, during, and then throughout the book, she wanted, um, 
like little tear out inspirational posters, like little mini posters you could tear out and hang up on your wall. And, um, and the book that inspired, so right before this, it's funny because a lot, a lot of times this happens, like, I don't know if it's the universe, like aligning things or what, but right before this project started, I got this book by Peter Max, the like sixties, like, um, like op art designer and artist. And, uh, he made this book and it was, a um, a paper airplane book that he designed. And it's just throughout the book. It's just, you can color your own paper airplanes and tear them out and, and just throw the, like, you know, just like <laughs> play like a, it's just a paper airplane book. It's like the coolest thing. So that was like a big inspiration for this book was this, this like paper airplane Peter Max book. Cause the, the whole idea is like, it's designed nice, but it's just, it's, it's for fun. You know, like it's mm-hmm. like the whole idea is it's for fun. And is you know, it has that like, that uh retro aesthetic that i like so um so you know i went into this thing thinking like okay yeah i'll like i'll i'll just like sketch some things up and it'll be done in like a month or two or whatever (laughs) and it was like i i had no idea like how to uh, organize a project like this. Like it felt mm-hmm. like I was making a movie, you know what I mean? Because it's like, <laughs> like, like there's so many, there were so many parts to it. I like, I was kind of like parting it out along the way. Yeah. And, and like, now that I know something like this, I, I would have organized it way better, like by, you know, project and then like having due dates for myself to get things done. And my wife actually helped me do that because she's like ultra organized. And she was like, okay, tell me what you have left. I'm going to give you dates. And these are, these are the dates that you're going to get stuff done by. And it was like super helpful, even though I didn't really stick to it. It still, it still like helped me get back on track. Cause I would like, I'd like start to like lose it and I'd have to come back. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it just, like I said, it was just so many parts, like, I, like I didn't realize like each page had to be designed, especially when I got to the, the um, activity part, there's like, there's like 20 different pages in the activity part. So mm-hmm. I was just like, so overwhelmed on that. But, and my wife was like, every, like every time I'd have like some free time, she's like, are you working on that book? And, and she was like, this thing is never going to get done. I don't think it's ever going to get done. So <laughs> the fact that it finally was like, the, that it finally like crossed the finish line was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. She, it was, it was cool that it was cool to show her that I was able to actually do it and, mm-hmm. and for myself to like finish something so massive. But um, it just was like when you, when you would get like, when I'd get one part done, there'd be like a few other little things that would come. And mm-hmm. it's just all those little parts I didn't think about. So, but I'm like so proud of it. I think it turned out so cool. Like, people that see it love it. Like it's gotten such good like reviews. I just went to Pittsburgh, just had like a canna fest where it's like all the like local cannabis vendors and people were like, people loved it. So, um, so yeah, it was, it, it, it was worth it to, to take the time to like really do it how it needed to be done and then get the, mm-hmm. getting it risograph printed too was like a definite that I wanted. Cause it just, it has that like, vintage quality and there's just nothing else kind of like that and i i just mm. i love that that look of the risograph printer yeah i was gonna say the rizzo seems to really fit your style and your aesthetic 
um, mm-hmm. you know, really enhancing what you've created and put together when you're putting it onto paper, right? It adds that sort of rustic mm-hmm. vibe and feel to the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Like it feels, it, it just automatically feels older or like it feels vintage, you know, just, it just automatically has that feeling. So, yeah. So in the, so she, she reaches out to you on Instagram, comes across your work, says, you know what, I think your style really fits with this kind of project. Um, Mm -hmm. you guys go back and forth on the details, figure it all out. Mm -hmm. And so the front portion of the book is really documenting the different strains and how they were used and all of these kind Mm -hmm. of things. So you can track it and you track your feelings and I guess obviously journal that Mm -hmm. the back half you've got word searches, you've got crossword puzzles, like you've got all these activities um, Mm -hmm. that you really had to design and create. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And the thing that, the thing that really helped at the very end, I got, uh, there's a local printer in Pittsburgh um, and they were giving away these, like they're called clipper books. They're like these giant, they're like these like, 10 pound books are they're huge and they they're giving away a stack of them and it's all basically like clip art from the 70s and the 80s wow and it's so cool because it's all just paper so you know the the stuff that i have is the only thing that exists which is is cool so there was like some things that i got to use for this book like one like a couple of the coloring book pages there's a there's a spot the narc page that i got to use um some of these like vintage illustrations for, but, um, but that, those books like saved me in the end because they just had like this unique illustrative quality that, um, that I just needed for the, that I didn't even know I needed in the beginning of this project. And it really just like helped like wrap it all up and give it like this unique look. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was, that was super cool to be able to use those things for the book too. So when you guys were, did you reach out for pricing from printers sort of like before you have the thing designed or did you design it all first and then start reaching out and looking at options? And and how did you guys land on Resolve Press? So I I had used them um, in 2020 for some posters. I had some posters made by them. Okay. And, um, and so I had done like my risograph printing kind of research then. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I knew of them when I started this project and, and, you know, when I like originally pitched like the, like using that, um, mm-hmm. she, she like loved the look of it. And she was like, yeah, we definitely have to do this because printing it just like on a ba- like basic book, it would have been, it would have been a lot cheaper, but it also just would have like, I feel like it would have just fell in line with everything else. Maybe, I don't know. It wouldn't have had like the impact with like the colors and, and everything. No, I completely yeah. agree. And and that's almost worthwhile to do like a little experiment and case study on, you know, where mm-hmm. you print a couple of copies Rezo and you print a couple of copies, just, you know, traditional CMYK digital print and, mm-hmm. and, you know, get people who are unfamiliar with it to give you their feedback on what they feel and what they think about each of the pieces, because the paper, the way that is printed, the, like which mm-hmm. direction you go with that, like all of that is kind of under that brand feel customer, like user experience umbrella. Right. Right. So if it was traditional digital printing, I just, I don't think it would have the same 
um, vibe and feel and excitement right. around it. Right. Right. Totally. And I had like, I had never heard of risograph printing until I went to, there's a, there's a, a convention in LA called printed matters mm-hmm. and um, they have it in LA. And then there's one in New York and I got to go, I got to go when I was at, at Dick's and uh, I, I think it was like 2018 or 2019. And it's, it's just like a, it was like a zine, like, sort of like the first like time I got to see like printed like zines and most of them were risograph. And I was like, what is it? Like, this looks so cool. Like, I don't like, I've never seen anything like this. Like it has such a unique, like memorable look to it. And, and I was like, what I have to start doing stuff with this because it's just so cool looking. Like there's nothing really else like it, you know? So I was, this was like so fun to be able to do something this big in risograph printing and mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it just turned out like super cool that's so great um i want to actually get your feedback and sort of talk me through the file side of things you know because mm-hmm. as you're so for people who don't know and i'm fairly new to rizos as well so if, mm-hmm. I, if I botch this description <laughs> please correct me but when you have to think you're putting down I believe one color at a time, mm-hmm. right? As, yes. you're, as you're, as you're printing. So you have to think of it as, you know, building blocks of the design and you need to separate those layers in your files so that the printer can take layer one is red and, you know, mm-hmm. we're printing the red and then green, we're printing the green and all of you go, you go through all these colors. So how did you manage the separations in this? So I, for this project, I paid for that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I had, so with the poster, so I have the, po- I have the first poster I did with them. So I did okay. this with them yeah. and, uh, not too many colors. And what I did for that, and they were so su- super helpful with like how to do it. They like walk you through it and everything, but yeah. the way that they do it is in Photoshop, you separate it by channels and like the, mm-hmm. the channels will, uh, you know, dictate the colors. So, um, and and once you send it to them, they they kind of like figure out the arrangement. So they're they're like super helpful with that. So when this project came up, I was like, I don't know how long. Like it's already been like years. I don't know how many more years it's going to take me to separate this thing. Like, can you guys help with that? <laughs> and they were yeah. they were like they were able to do that. So that was super helpful. But um, I just laid it all out in uh, I laid the book out in InDesign. And, and I had a illustrator files also. So I gave them all of that and they were able to, to separate it out. And they, I mean, it looks like, it looks exactly like the screen, like what I had on the screen and what I had in mind. Like they did, it looks like perfect. Like they were so helpful with like the colors too, because they have like a, a, you know, a good variety of, of different inks and stuff. So they were helpful on picking, picking the inks and it just, it turned out, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how they, how they got it. Like, so per, especially with the, the rainbow and stuff, mm-hmm. like they, they nailed it. It It's, it's awesome. And it's like, I think it's only four colors, like for, for the whole thing. So it's crazy how, um, it's crazy how much, how many colors you can get just a few, you know, especially with like the photos and thing. I don't know if there's any pictures of the photos in there, but, um, so like some of these, um, some of these like 
like photo oh, wow. pages. Like yeah. it, it, it turned out awesome. And the cool thing too, is like, I tried to find photos that, uh, that had similar colors anyway. So it kind of like mm-hmm. was a little easier to do, but yeah, these like full color photos, like turned out wow. awesome. It just looked, looked so good. Yeah, that's wild when they can take a photo, pull it all all out into different channels and not even using like CMYK, but you're kind right. of like cool, like CMYK-ish. Like you get right. that kind of vibe where you're you're building this thing with these different channels and different colors. Right. That's that's the cool thing. Like when I explain it to people, it's like it's like a screen it's like screen printing and Xerox combined. It's like a like a screen <laughs> totally. printing Xerox yes. machine. Yeah, like you have the yeah. drums of color, and it prints it like like one at a time, like like you would screen print, but runs it through the Xerox type look like look. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, that's exactly why I describe it like an office digital printer meets like screen printing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind of done that way. Yeah, um, yeah, which is super cool. So. On the design side, when you guys were um, looking at materials like paper selection and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. did you and your client handle that or was that something that Resolve helped with as well or how did that process go? So when I got the, when I did the posters, I don't remember if I paid for, I don't know if I bought, like they they sell like samples that you can buy Mm -hmm. or um, when you get projects done by them, they also send you like a lot of samples too. So I had some like, samples of paper and things and i kind of knew like the weight that i want like again like i used that that book as a reference like i wanted it to feel like the that uh peter max book so and they they were they were super super helpful with picking the uh like the weight and and what type and based on it they kind of just like they they kind of just knew like when they saw it like what to use too so that was nice that was nice too it's so great working with a team that you can hand them something. This is the vibe and feel we're going with, or we'd like to achieve. And they're going, this is the material. These are the colors. Boom. We'll look after it. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's like how this whole project went. Like mm-hmm. even with like the photography after, like it was so smooth and collaborative. Like everyone just like, when you have a, a group that all kind of like is on the same level and mm-hmm. things are just like, looking and feeling exactly how it should it's just it was it's it's been even though it's been a hard project that's taken a while like it's been like it's gone like smooth as you know smooth as it can go uh in that in that regard so that's been that's been super cool yeah, I, I honestly don't even know actually if I said what this project is back oh. back when we first started talking about it. Um, it'll be in the podcast description in in, in the Instagram artwork and stuff. But um, it's okay. the Smokers Section um, Journal and Activity Book, just to sort of mm-hmm. officially say the title. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you were going through the proofing and process with this one. Um, mm-hmm. You and like, did you you didn't go to Resolve to press check or anything like that, right? Like, no. Um, so was it all digital proofing, or how did that process go? So they sent digital proofs just to make sure, and it went through a couple rounds of that because there were like typos and just like just different things that were like off, and you know, even though it's like a pain, like that's always like the part I hate the most is to 
make people keep updating things but it's like mm-hmm. and like i have to tell myself like it's it, it just has to be done to to make sure that it looks perfect you know yeah. so um so went through a couple rounds of that and then they they sent me some some photos of it um like when they were starting to print it and and that was super helpful too because it looked like it looked awesome in the pictures and they were they were enthusiastic too. They're like, it looks so good. Like it's going to be awesome. So I trusted them based on like the other work they've done and, mm-hmm. and, uh, it, and it worked out well. So you did some digital proofing, you got some photos of stuff, you know, from press and while well, they were working on it. But talk to me about that first moment when the first sample arrives to you, you know, or the first box or whatever arrives at your door and you're getting uh-huh. ready to see this thing completely finished for the first time. What does that feel like? So, well, so it's it's funny because uh, on Adria's uh, Instagram, she filmed her like reaction to it. So it, so it, it's cool to ch- she, like when she opened the box, she's like she f- was freaking out about it. She's like, oh my god, it's so good. It, you know, it, it was yeah. just like the best reaction ever. So when I finally got to get a copy of it, it was like. I know it was like surreal, like seeing this thing that I've been staring at for years, like <laughs> finally in real life, you know, <laughs> like in, yeah. and, and seeing it turn out so good. Like, I just, I just wanted to sit and look at it like for hours. I just was like, look at, like you go through it like fast. And then like looking at like each page, like looking at all the details, looking at like the grain and I don't know, just like, it was so cool. Just to, I still like looking at it, like yeah. just looking through it. It's, it's so fun to look at. So was it just straight like excitement or were you like a little bit nervous that you were going to turn the page and find a typo you missed or like, was there any worry in there or just straight excitement? I think I was just, I, I was just excited because we had gone over it so many times. Like yeah. if there was something off, I would have been like shocked. Like we, like we went over it like probably like three or four ver- like rounds of, proofs digital proofs to like Mm -hmm. clean up the the biggest pain was the crossword puzzle page there was like thankfully her uh adria's sister um is really good at proofing things so she like found a ton of like typos and just like inconsistencies like some periods some not some you know like capitalized you know so just like cleaning it all up and making it like streamline and it's funny like when when something looks like like something looks easy or or i don't know looks like simple usually a ton of stuff has gone into it so the fact that it the fact that it looks like so so good and clean is like okay we like really did did our work yeah that's the, the testament to the amount of work that went into the thing yeah yeah so were you, when you created the, the crossword and some of the activities and stuff, did you then have to like go through the, the crossword yourself, like just to double check and make sure that everything yeah. worked out? Yeah. The, the biggest pain was the Sudokus because like, I, oh. I didn't realize like most people don't like Sudoku and thankfully my wife is like really, her and her sister are like really good at Sudoku. So yeah. I, I gave her those to do and I found, so there's a lot of like free websites where you can just make these on there. And I, I had mm-hmm. to just like basically like drag it into illustrator and, and re redo it to make it look cool. But, um, but at least it gave me like, you know, like the template to work off of, but yeah, the structure of it kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, 
like we definitely had to go through all of those and make sure all the words were because you know that was like a that was like a big fear like okay, like what if the website said it worked but it really didn't you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. like all these words are in there there was there was one i think in the word search there was there was one word that was like the letters were switched or something I had to like switch a letter but mm-hmm. yeah otherwise it like it worked out pretty good so that awesome. was that was good yeah so you had mentioned two years in the making so just to sort of confirm that or just to reiterate that timeline from the first time that she reached out to you on Instagram to holding the first finished book in your hand was that your is that about two years or was that the yeah yeah so she like I, she first reached out to me like fall of 19 and then then I actually then we actually started working on it like spring 2020 and then yeah. it got printed and delivered like a couple months ago so like a month nice. ago yeah yes it's still pretty fresh and new uh-huh oh yeah yeah super new yeah she just launched That's... the website like monday i think to start selling them and online so super new that's cool um so before i actually go over the last couple of questions here with you where can people find um this book where can people pick up this book because i want to make sure i put the links and everything in the description of this podcast yeah so um so on so there's an instagram for it it's smoker section and it's all one word but there's only one s in the middle so it's it's not like smokers section it's smoker section because the other one was was taken so at smoker section on instagram and there's Mm -hmm. a link in the bio to to be able to get the the book on there and some other things too because after the book was done of course more ideas came and it's like all right well we got to have like some cool stickers we got to do like some some other stuff for it so there's like some stickers on there for sale and there's going to be more there's still stuff printing that's going to be for sale for it. So lots of stuff, lots of stuff. So then it says on the front of this one, volume one, Mm -hmm. their plans and talks obviously for volume two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We already started talking about it. I already have kind of like a color scheme in mind. I don't know. I don't know what will be in it or what, you know, what she wants to do with it, but I kind of like, I kind of have like a like a rough sketch in my brain of of yeah. just at least like color wise what I want it, want it to look like. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be a thing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any plans on a, uh, a sticker activity book for adults? Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that'd be cool. Like, you, like the kind <laughs> where you like sti- like like the sticker books. Like, you put them on like outfits yeah. for people, or that'd be that's yeah, whatever. That's yeah, a good kids... idea. Yeah, my kids, I have it on my radar to, to put together something like that for Print Design Academy um, members down the road here. But yeah. Um, yeah, like my kids, when they were younger, they would get these sticker books, you know, and you open the scene, the different pages, and it's got like a whole spread scene of like like the, the grasslands or Serengeti or mm-hmm. a rainforest. And then in the middle of the book is all like these monkeys and lion stickers and these things, and you can yeah. like build these scenes or whatever. Yeah, my daughter she she loves those books. She has this yeah. like one it's like Halloween faces and you get to put like the eyes and stuff wherever you want and she's obsessed with those. That'd be that yeah. would be such a fun idea for yeah. this. 
That's super yeah. fun. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so last question here for you, Paul, is what advice would you give a designer who wants to get into this world of print, wants to just start creating print, but doesn't quite know where to start? Where should they get started? Um, I would, I would just get started like, you know, looking up, looking up work that you love and start researching like your heroes like that, like, that's kind of like what, what got me into it. Like, you know, everybody has, everyone has favorite, favorite things that they like, or, you know, just like a musician has music that they learned that got them into playing guitar. And then they eventually started writing their own music. Like same thing with this, like there's, there's there's definitely like an aesthetic that everyone has that they might not even realize that they have that they're just like drawn to so mm-hmm. you know just start cataloging the things that you're drawn to and then and then you know start looking up like who did that like like how maybe how was it made like you know just i don't know just like have fun looking like going down the rabbit hole of like like i don't know like they're the the whole like breadth of work that 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 they've done and just like Mm -hmm. you know just looking you know and thankful thankfully now like with youtube and things you can you can look up there's so much stuff to look up and and see like how it's done and but i like you know i always like to look up like you know like the the heroes or you know like the people that that did did the cool stuff before and and see how they did it and then you can look and see how you want to do it or you know, that, that always sparks ideas like, well, what if I, you know, what if I did this or, you know, yeah, that's like a great that. one. And the, the heroes thing I, I, um, is the first time I've heard that, but that's a great suggestion. And one of the ways that I like to encourage people to get into packaging and print design is to take stuff that's just out there, a cereal box, a cosmetic box, whatever it is, and just tear it up, like tear it mm-hmm. down to, to get it as like a flat die line to see how it was made. How did the panels line up? How did the graphics go on this so that it mm-hmm. all worked together? And on our on our YouTube channel for Print Design Academy, I'll link that in the description too, we do that. We do this like packaging teardown and talk about the materials and what went in to create this thing and bring it to life. The colors, materials, laminates, foils, all that kind of jazz. Uh-huh. It's just good to see how these things are created, so you can take that effect and put it into your design or your idea. Right. Yeah. And and finding like finding a local printer, like every city has 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 a print shop that does mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So you know, find your local printers, and most people are happy just to show you the process. Like like when I started the graphic tee thing with with Dicks, I. I got to fly to like the factories and see how it's made and ask them questions and like ask them the process. And, and once you understand like the process and see it like done in real life, you know, it it gives you like, it, it helps you like when you do have an idea, like what's actually possible. So, so that's like, that's a suggestion too. And just like, like seeing what different papers there are out there and, and seeing what they feel like and, and all that stuff and just asking questions. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So to wrap this one up here, Paul, where can people find out, find more about you, check out the work you're putting together, social media contacts, where can people find you? So I have, I put everything on my Instagram. It's Paul underscore Haggerty. Um, that's where I post all my freelance stuff and, mm-hmm. and just like what I'm up to day to day. So if, 
you know, people can reach out to me on there and happy to talk with people about whatever, you know, I love talking about this stuff. And I'll make sure that I link uh, both the smoker section and your Instagram again in the description of this podcast so people can get to it quickly and make sure we tag those both when we're doing the social media post when this episode goes live. Cool. Paul, thank you so much for your time and for being yeah. a guest on the show, man. This has been great chatting through this yeah. project and learning a little bit more about you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. This was super cool. I told you that was a gem. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. That is the end of today's episode. If you are enjoying these conversations about print and packaging and how incredible projects were brought to life, these conversations with talented graphic designers and creatives, please head over to whatever platform you're listening on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Leave this show a rating and a review. I would really appreciate it. It helps more designers and creatives find this show. And ultimately, the end goal is getting more creatives, just putting awesome print out in the world, and we want to help with that. So I'd really appreciate that. And don't forget to check out the links in the description of this episode so you can see the visuals of this project that we talk about. Check out other work that Paul's putting together and all kinds of jazz like that. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.